mean this was some sort of a game? Hello and welcome to episode 3 of 49 Undefeated. I'm Silent Noise and you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube at 49 Undefeated. Um, you can go and check out the website at www.49undefeated.com or give us a shout. I'm on social handles at I Am Silent Noise on all the same places. So um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, this week there's no rules. I'm I'm literally just... I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna start off at things a little bit different this week. I'm gonna start off with the with the player ratings because we all saw the game. We all know how it went. Um, I don't need to talk about the result. I don't need to talk about all the external things going on with the club. Things going into the transfer windows. We'll get into later on in the show. But you know, I ain't gonna go break down this game bit by bit because we all saw it. We were all embarrassed as Arsenal fans. And I mean, even to record this myself, it's taken me the best part of a couple of days just to clear the head and just to get what I want to say right. Because I don't want to just vent and just, you know, go off on the team like like how it's easy to do um, at times like this. Um, but yeah, let me start off with the player rating and just and just we'll see. We'll see how things progress and how we get on during the show so um start things off I'm going to kick off with Leno and yeah I mean you concede five goals and you're probably thinking the goalkeeper's had a howler but he stopped it from being about 10 nil easily um so in terms of the goals that went in boy apart from maybe the First one, um, where, okay, the ball comes in, into the box after some poor marking by the defenders, which we're going to get down to. Um, but in terms of the goalkeeping aspect, I would prefer my goalkeeper just to come out. It's not like it's dropping miles away from the goal. It's in the six-yard box or there, thereabouts. Just come out, claim the ball, punch it away or or grab it, do whatever you can. But as a goalkeeper, you've got to just command the box a little bit and just come out there and help the defence. Um, so, yeah, that's the only goal I can really say is his fault. Like I said, the majority of the other stuff, he's he kind of kept the scoreline down. I know there was a Sterling header late on in the game. Um, I think Torres went, uh, ran on goal late on in the game as well and it could have been a hat-trick for him. But he, he stopped a few things, but... Man, yeah, let me get into the rest of the back four, um, or back five. I don't even, I don't even really know what was going on with this, this lineup, to be fair. Um, Kalazanach coming into the team, <laughs> boy, I don't even know where to start. Let me go, let me just go back to the, the lineup. I'll, I'll start with TNE. Um, I can't even, I can't even give anyone a high rating this week. It's just shambolic. Really, really poor. It's not even like people should have been caught at pos- positions or anything like that because we weren't even on the front foot to go up the up the pitch. Um, Tierney, I can't even give him more than a three. Um, when I think back on the first goal, he's there. He, he's he's there with the man to start off with, and then I think it's Smith Rowe comes to help him out, and then it's like both of them are just kind of just chilled out and I, it, it's almost like both of them don't really know what their role is what 
who should be doing what and what at what time and mac marking which man so they both kind of leave each player and the ball comes in and it's one nil down and i think that was like in the 10 11th minute of the game um and then from there on it's they it didn't get any better none of the, none of the guys in the back none of the guys in the team had a good game but the back jesus it was poor it was really poor um Kalasnach. So wait, I get. I think I give Tierney about a four. Kalasnach. I don't even know what he's brought in to do. I don't even know what Arteta, what kind of instructions he could have went on that pitch with, or why he's even coming onto that pitch. Like we're talking about a guy who last year couldn't get in the team, so we just sent him out on loan. If we could have terminated his contract, or someone could have bought him, he would have been gone all summer. It's looked like he's heading out the door. And out of nowhere, he comes in and plays the cup game against West Brom. And I'm thinking, okay, just to rotate the legs for the league. Obviously, he's not going to be featuring in the league. And the team sheet comes out and Kalazanac is in there. And I'm thinking, what? So then, even after seeing his name, I'm thinking, okay, maybe Tierney's going to play the... This, the third centre-back, almost like what he does for Scotland. And Kalasnach is going to be the guy on, on the wing. We know he doesn't; he's not great going forward, but we know he's worse defending. So he must be brought in there to go forward at least. Um, but no, he's in the back three or back five, however you want to call it, with Holding and Chambers. Ah, man, it's almost like Carteta's... You know when... A manager doesn't have what he needs, so he so he sends out what he's got almost to make a point to the board. This is what I'm working with. This is what I'm dealing with. I need help. I need support. What are you going to give me before the window closes? It's almost that's what this back line was screaming to me because Kalazanach holding Chambers and Suarez. No, I don't. Don't ever send those guys out again. Please do not do that because that was woeful. Absolutely terrible. Kalazanach, I don't even know what he was doing. Like I said, we know he can't defend. Ugh, man, two at best, two at best. Holding. Again, I'll give this guy about two or three. Three if I'm being generous. I could easily just give him a two. Has, yeah, two. Holding did nothing. I can't even remember one good thing he did throughout this game. I can't remember anything he was doing in this game. It, no, it was poor. Absolutely poor. Chambers won. This is the kind of game that, boy, he needs to be sitting out. I know Mary had a torrid time in the last couple of games I was talking about, but Jesus, Chambers, what were you doing? Unlike virtually, he has not started this season well. I think he played at right back first game. Then he's come in playing centre back. Each game he's played in, it's been poor, so poor. Man, this game, how you're letting Gundogan, Gundogan, like, how is he, how is he winning that header and scoring that goal that early in the match? Was that Gundogan? Or am I, am I mad? Yeah, Gundogan scored the first goal. Seven minutes in. How, how is he even getting that? 
off the back of Chambers. Chambers has no idea what a centre-back should be doing. And, again, why is he there? Why is he playing there if it's not for the manager? Boy, yeah, one. Suarez, one. Like, again, what are you doing? The guy's positioning is all out of sync. Like, if if they're trying to hold their line, Suarez is playing everybody on. If they're trying to step up, Suarez ain't got a clue what's going on. He can't he can't jump high enough to head the ball after time. He's not even passing the ball out when we're under pressure. I don't even know what he's bringing to the team. And Arteta's gone on record in the past and said he's the most technically gifted right back we have in the in the team. Well, ain't saying much about the rest of the guys, is it? I mean. He was, he was flipping and flopping between Chambers and Suarez to start off with. Bellerin, God knows what's happened to him. I don't even know where Bellerin is. Like, is he that? Is he that pushing for a move that much that he can't even come in and play? Like, you, you brought Kalazanac back to play, but Bellerin can't even get a look in. And I'm not even saying Bellerin's the answer, but <laughs> Suarez is... Suarez needs to just go. I don't know how we offered this guy a four-year contract. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, definitely a one for, for him as well. Xhaka, Xhaka, you're, you're lucky to get a one from me. Like, this, this is the typical Xhaka cycle that we all know is happening. He'll, he'll play a few games and he won't make any sloppy passes. And that's because he's taken about 1,500 touches before he passes the ball. So then people think, oh, he's not having a bad game, you know. Oh, Xhaka wasn't the worst guy on the pitch. But what's he doing with the ball? Nothing. He's just holding it, holding it, holding it. And then he'll pass. And then our play, our progressive footballs, our attack is all dead. And then he looks good, but the team suffer and the team looks And then, and then he will, he will have games like this where it's literally like, I don't even know if I can blame him. I'm trying my hardest to, to, to not blame him as much as I can throughout the season, but he didn't pick himself and he didn't decide to put himself in a one man midfield because that's what this formation looked like to me. I, I can like on paper I think I was seeing like a five at the back or three at the back with the wing backs and then a like a, a five four one or something like that that's not how I, it was looking to me on the screen I was seeing a Bamiyang up top I was seeing from the very first whistle I'm talking I was seeing a Bamiyang up top and then I was seeing Smith Rowe on the left Saka on the right and Odegaard right behind him in the number 10 and the three of them were pressed up high so it was almost like they were playing as a three and then behind him Xhaka was a lone guy in between them them guys and the defence and I'm like what? You're playing a, a 5-1-3-1 or something Something of that making that obviously with with us being in possession of the ball, that could all change. But to start off with, that's what I was seeing. And straight away, I was just like, well, this ain't going to work. Because Xhaka 
is gonna he's gonna suffer in the game. He's gonna get outran, and then he's gonna try and overcompensate, and then we get challenges like this, which get him sent off. And I go on to the sending off because I'm I'm seeing a load of things on oh Paul Pogba's challenge is just as bad or guy from Burnley his challenge is just as bad but I don't I don't care about those guys I don't business about what those guys are doing what I care about is Xhaka sliding in for a ball that's going out for a throw like well it went out for a throw but we're not when they weren't close to our box we weren't close to their box it was in a nothing area of the pitch and he's sliding in two-footed for this ball that it's just like, but why? I don't understand why you're doing that at this point. Like, what what danger are you seeing where you need to do that right now? It was madness. And then he's complaining, complaining, complaining. I don't care about all of that. Don't give the referee opportunity to make that kind of decision. The referee was about to pull out his yellow. He saw Xhaka, he pulled out his red. Who cares? Like, we all know what Xhaka's about. At the end of the day, he'll go through the same, same cycle. He'll go out the team for three games. Arteta might keep him out for maybe five while he's tried something else. And then he's going to come back in the team. And like I said, he's going to play these safe passes to make himself look good. And the team suffers. Everyone bigs him up again. Oh, yeah, we've extended his contract and he's looking mighty fine. And then he will do something like this. I'm just, you know what? I think in those three games, we've got Burnley. So I'm glad. I think in, in one of those three games that he's due to miss now, we had Burnley. So I'm glad that guy ain't nowhere near the pitch because that would just be another madness. So yeah, for me, he's lucky if I if I if I was gonna give him a zero, I'll give him a zero, but I'll give the guy a one and he's lucky at that. Um But again, I'll touch on it a bit later, but is that is that him or Arteta? Like Arteta's put him in that position. That that shape up did not look good to me from the get-go. And I just thought, this is the kind of game that Xhaka is going to get sent off on because Man City are just going to run around him and he's just going to get stressed. And whenever he gets stressed, that's it. He loses it. No one can stop him. Boy, Smithrow, three, four. He was trying. Smithrow was trying. Um, I don't even know. Like I know he was pushing up the pitch high. Like I said, in the first half, it looked like a Bamiyang with the three of those guys sitting behind him. And Smith Rowe was one of the guys that was trying to push forward and uh, pressurise their defenders. And I think he even got that one chance where the goalkeeper kicked it at him. I don't even know, was that our one shot on target where the goalkeeper kicked it at him and it hit him? And I mean, not on target, but one shot on goal where... It then rolled out of play. I don't even know, but he he was trying. He was trying to do something. It's just by the time any of him, like Smithrow or Saka or Odegaard, got the ball, they're looking for the pass, and already they got three City guys around them. They couldn't really do much with it. The team shaped. It was just all out of sync. It was all wrong. Um, Odegaard is the kind of guy that he needs the ball. He needs. He needs to have the ball um, to do his type of game. And if if we if we can't even get the ball off the opposition, he's going to suffer and he's always going to look bad. Um, I'll give him, again, two, three at best, but I'll give him a two. Um, 
It's just nothing. There's just nothing there. And then Saka the same. I give him about three. Um, what I've said, it's exactly the same as what I was saying with Smith Rowe. Like literally, they're trying, but what can they do, man? The whole shape, the whole lineup, everything was just disgusting. And then a Bamiang, you could see, but by the time like second half started and we conceded, he was just like, he was gone. Like, and I'm, I don't even blame him because there was times where it's just like, well. He's running around, running around. He's literally just doing laps in between players. He's doing laps in between their defenders when they're passing the ball, but and he couldn't really, he couldn't really affect the game in any kind of positive way. So again, Bamiang, I give him a three. Easily could be a two. It could be twos and ones to everyone. Any one of them could be interchangeable and could be twos and ones. Apart from Leno, who I'd say did did decent. I don't, but. But what can I say, man? It's poor. It's poor. And then I have to get onto Arteta's game plan because, like I said, I don't know if I don't know if the plan was to have a back three with the wing backs pushing up the field that then creates this like three man midfield with Jaka sitting in the middle, and then you got the three in front of them with the Emil Smith Rowe, Odegaard, and Saka with Aubameyang up top. I don't know if that was his dream that he was. He's, he had in his head going into the game but even if even if you was gonna do that and play this kind of system then why not why not keep Mary in the team for this one more game like it's our last big game before the international break so why not keep Mary in the team withholding and then bring Tierney in as the third centre back on the left hand side and then even play Klesnach out on the, as a wing back, or and play your Suarez as a wing back, or even change that and bring Tavares on and play him as a right back, and play um, and play Tierney as as your as your left wing back or whatever, or even make the Niles bring the guy out of the cold and play him as the right back, and then and then build your team there. But Klesnach coming into the team. No, we, what? No, I'm sorry. It's almost like, like I said, he's just, he's just going through the motions and just saying, look, this is what I got. This is what I'm working with. Help me out. What are you going to do before Tuesday, 11 o'clock? Because I can't see him putting out a team like this thinking, yeah, we're going to, we're going to even hold to get a nil-nil with this kind of back lineup, and and it and it showed from from when they got that goal in the in the seventh eighth minute whatever that was, the team shrank back in itself and just started to defend, and it, then it was a back five with the four in front, and no one knew what they were doing. No one knew what they're doing. Jacka didn't look like he knew where he was supposed to be. Smithrow wasn't sure how deep he should be dropping in. Neither Saka. Odegaard was just absent. And the back line were all over the place. Nobody wants to actually take ownership and do something with the with the ball when it's coming in. The amount of times they're just lofting balls over these guys' heads and none of them are actually saying my ball and headering that ball and knocking it out. It's unreal. 
all of them holding Chambers, Klesnach, Tierney, Suarez, like the man last ditch volleys away, going to nowhere. And because all of them are just stressed and pressured and that has to come from the manager, I'm sorry, but certain things you just got to know your players, know your players and, and make your tactics work. The fact that within like the first five minutes of this game, the ball's going out to Leno and Leno's booting it long and we all know the same cycle, it's going to go up to a Bamiyang. Bamiyang's probably either going to win the header or not win the header it'll fall to the defenders who's going to ship it back to their goalkeeper and he's just going to put his foot on it, take his time and roll out a pass. Why are we doing that? Like, what is the plan? Like, if we're not going to, if we're going to be pressuring, pressuring them and pressing their team, then we need to do that as a as a team and as a unit. You can't just be the, the front four guys pressing and then the midfield staying there because that's exactly what we saw for, what was it, the third goal? where the ball went from Edison to Grealish in a matter of seconds. And Grealish is running at our defence. Like, our front players push forward to a, to press the ball. Everyone else sat off. Gaping hole. Edison just looked up and just went, oh, right down the middle of the pitch, there's someone. Bang, played the pass. In on goal. Grealish is just having fun. He's running, he's running at Chambers and Chambers looked like he didn't even own his legs. Like... Bam, a little tap in for, um, what was it? For, for Torres, I think. Oh, for, G, for uh, Jesus. Little tap in for Jesus. Man, it's just like you have to work on that and do that as a unit. But if you're not going to play that, then we need to be playing at the back and have a bit of confidence in what we're doing. Like, you can't just, there's no point the ball getting rolled out to Chambers or holding. He knocks it to Kolasinac or Chambers. They knock it to Tierney. It comes back to Leno. And instead of him going short again and having the confidence to do that, or play that mid-range ball where he's picking out a Sacco or a Smithrow who's, pinged, who's, who's pulled out to the wing, then there's no point going long to, to a Bamiang when you've got no runners around him to kind of get the knockdowns. He, he's gonna, He's literally just going to either head it and it's going to fall to their team or their team's going to get it and they're just going to recycle the ball. Like, what was the game plan? What was what was we trying to do? That's what I think miffed so many Arsenal fans. It was just like, what was the game plan? What are, what are we looking to do in these kind of big games? Because if we're literally just knocking the ball about aimlessly, wait, hoping and praying at the opposition can't muster up a a decent chance on goal then we're screwed we're absolutely screwed and I think that was the most heartbreaking thing about this whole performance is that it just looked like there was no idea no game plan no plan a plan b c d nothing it just looked like a bunch of lads going out there and hoping for the best and it's it's like well what are you doing during the week in terms of preparing for this, because coming into the season, I think a lot of fans had a bit of optimism at the fact that, okay, we don't have European football, but what we can do now from this situation is work on our game, work on our play, see who we're playing next week and have the whole week to prepare for this game and work on it and 
Work your triangles, work your passing and your patterns of play and work your set pieces. But, but we're not doing any of that. It just looks like we're trying to just stop the flow and stem the other team. But then when we get the ball, the players either, the, it must be that they, they just have too much going on, too much instructions or not enough instructions. I can't tell, man. Like certain times I look at Smith Rowe and I'm like, I know you're, you're doing your thing out there, but what are you being told to do in terms of positioning or in terms of when this player's doing this, you must go and do X, Y, Z. Same with Saka. What is he being told? Like, even the back line, I mean, the back line's been chopping and changing so much that all of them must be thinking, who, who am I playing with today? Who can I trust? Like, who do I have this relationship with? Because, man, it, I don't understand. And I think that's what a lot of the, a lot of us are all wondering what is happening? What is the game plan, Mikel? Because we can't see it. We can't see it, man. And it's a worrying, it's a worrying thing. If, if all the fans, even the ones who were behind you, the ones who um, gave you a bit of grace after we won the FA Cup and the Community Shield, even those ones, if, if you start to lose those ones, man, then it's just like, what are we doing? these questions are going to be non-stop boy it's just it's just tough man it's really tough but we as fans we're trying to support i mean you've seen them on the tv we we as fans are doing what we can on the tv they were singing to the end and i felt sorry for them because to get up to manchester for a lunchtime kickoff and i know we're terrible at lunchtime lunchtime kickoffs i know a lot of them fans are already heading up their new bam 12 o'clock kickoff 12 12 30 kickoff we're terrible at those games for some reason we just don't turn up and they must have woke up what six seven o'clock to go up there even earlier maybe to get get ready and then leave their house for the game to be effectively done in 10 minutes Nah, that's not right, man. It's just not right. I mean, Arsenal need to be coming out with some big apologies. They can't just be saying uh, what Arteta said at the end of the game. Oh, thank you very much for the support. And we, we appreciate that, blah, blah. They need to be coming out and making a statement because it's just not good enough, man. It's not good enough. You have all them guys now going back home, getting bannered for what? They, they still showed their love. They still showed their support. They were singing to the very end, the ones that stayed. Man, it's poor. It's poor, man. It's poor, poor, poor. And it don't look like it's going to change anytime soon. I think the saving grace, I think the saving grace at the moment is that we got this international break. For once, I think it's come at a good time for us because we're looking all over the place. We needed this more than any other team. So maybe players can clear their heads, can get this out of their system. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of fans lose it after this City game. And I get it. And I feel the same pain I, I, like I just expressed. I feel it, man. I feel it as much as any and every one of you. But out of the three games, we threw this away with the Brentford game. And I said this at the time on episode one. I said, like, that was the game we should have won because we effectively just threw away 
the six, the nine points because we knew to get a result out of the other two is going to be hard. I weren't coming into this game thinking we we're going to get a result out of City. I weren't going into the last, into the last game thinking we we're going to get a result out of Chelsea. I wasn't. But at the end of the day, as an Arsenal fan, you're still going to be hopeful. You're still going to hope and believe that you can do something. Your team can muster up something. But to go to go this way, like I kind of expected it because of how we've been playing in preseason, how how that first game went against Brentford. I think the writing was on the wall. And I said at the time, like we needed to get these transfers in early so that we didn't just throw away nine points at the beginning of the season and play catch up. We can't afford to do that. But hey, that's where we are. But I can't lose it even more so because we lost the City. Yeah, the manner of defeat was the disappointing. The, the, the scoreline was embarrassing. As embarrassing as hell. Um, I'm trying to keep it clean and not even swear or any of that. But but we but we knew. We knew what we were gonna get from City. So it's like, okay, I'm not gonna lose my rag over that one game. I'm and I'm seeing a lot of people saying, Oh, uh, I can't follow Arsenal no more and blah blah blah. I get it. If it's bad for your health and if you can't follow this club, then don't follow this club. I ain't calling you plastic. I ain't saying you don't deserve this. You don't deserve that. I'm just saying if you can't do it no more, don't do it. Because <laughs> Arsenal is breaking hearts out here. <laughs> Arsenal is breaking some serious hearts and it's tough, man. Um, but at the end of the day, I ain't going to stop supporting this club because this is where my love is. We and And I know it's the same for all the other fans out there. This is where your love is. This is why you travel... God knows where at stupid o'clock in the morning to go and watch a game that you probably got little faith that you're going to win because you love the club. And I get it, man. We just need to, we just need to um, support. That's what we are. We're supporters, man. We need to support um, as much as we can. And I'm finding it hard at the moment. Uh, Arteta and Edu, I don't know. I, I said, I said a couple of weeks ago, with the strategy that they've deployed in the transfer window, they're only going to heap more and more pressure on themselves because, because we're not ready. And we could all see it from pre-season. We weren't ready. So this is something that they've brought on themselves even more so now. Because now it's like those next six, seven games become paramount. You have to win those. You have to get results out of those. You can't afford any more losses. We definitely can't come back off international break against Norwich and lose that game. Mate, you can't even, I don't even want to think about that because we can't even do that. So they put themselves in a back against the wall kind of situation. We have to be there. We have to support, support the lads. When we get into the next home game, when we get into the away game, support the guys on the pitch because it's not them. Um, I don't think I don't think it's all them. Like there's certain moments in certain games where certain players are just doing what we know they're gonna do, and there's definitely players that can step up. Definitely. Um, I mean, I'm not even sure. When I was watching that game, I was kind of questioning myself: Are they even playing for this manager? Because I just wasn't seeing commitment, like not enough anyway, to be convinced. Um, and I generally don't like to bat around that where they're playing for him, where they're not, because 
I think I think sometimes it's just hard to tell. Um, but yeah, in that game, I was wondering, did they even did they even get what Mikhail's trying to do in this game? Like, do they even get what this project is supposed to be? And I think Edu's trying to look after himself. Um, a lot of the signings are signings for next year, the year after. A lot of the signings are future signings. So what's that doing for Arteta now? And I said, Arteta needs to be banging on the door saying, oh, yo, I need this guy now. But it's too late now. I mean, at the time of recording this, it's Monday, it's bank holiday. Um, They might do something tomorrow before the deadline when the close is. I'm not hoping, I'm not holding that too much hope so nothing great. I'm not expecting two, two signings to come in, gift wrapped, looking all nice and shiny and new. I'm not expecting none of that. Maybe maybe one loan if we're lucky, but we can't even get rid of players. This is a problem because we're not getting rid of these Kalazanaches and all these guys. And I mean, William's supposed to be heading off on a plane, probably as I speak to seal his deal but he's just terminating his contract he's doing that otherwise the club wouldn't the club will be screwed we offered the guy a stupid contract so we we're in a we're over the barrel man we're screwed with that kind of signing and the same with Suarez no one's coming in for him Bellerin Bellerin's shouted at the rooftops that he's willing to try something new the same with what Xhaka did oh yeah I love Rome Rome the club knows what I want to do like they're putting out there what, what it is they want to do. And it when it don't happen, we just offer them another year extension or something like that. We'll just say, oh, you know what? Come, stay here and we'll get back to business here. We're, here you go. And it's the same with Maitland-Niles. Maitland-Niles has come out today and he said, all I want to do is play. Like, I just want to play. And it's like, what are we doing with the guy? If we're not playing him right back, we know he's not good enough for what we want in midfield. So, even make a decision. Loan the guy out, sell the guy, get some transfer fee, whatever it is. Last year, he could have went West Brom. And we didn't do that. And a lot of these signings, it's like when they come up and the clubs are interested, we're like, nah, nah, nah. I think it was the same with with, uh, Eddie and Katie last, last year. I think he could have got a transfer out of the club. We said, no, 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 we're keeping. We want more than that. And now I think it's reported we're gonna, he's going to be going for less. Same like Kieran Gibbs all those years ago when West Brom, I think, come in for him. And then we eventually sold him to West Brom for less money. It's like we're still not learning this, the fundamentals of what we're trying to do here, man. Nothing's changing, so... Those guys, Edu and Arteta, got some work to do. Um, but whether or not they get it done, boy, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's um, whether or not they get that done, boy, I'm not holding that too much. I'm not holding that too much hopes, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, to give a bit of balance to the situation, I guess I got mentioned, of course, there were people out. There was Bellerin. I don't know if he was sick or if they're just not playing him. Party, Pepe, White was missing still. So there's a handful of people. Aubameyang's only just come back. Lacazette's only just come back. Um, um, Odegaard's only coming back into the team. I think he had one training session. I don't know. I'm not even trying to give excuses to that kind of a performance because there was just nothing in there. 
The people that come off the bench, I don't even want to get into the ratings because, like I said, Lacazette, what can you do in a game like that when we've already gone a man down and we're about three or four goals down? Nothing. He can't do nothing. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, just come on just to save all the guards' legs because what are we doing? Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing happening there. So I don't know. These guys need to knuckle down in this international break. I hope a lot of them are not going anywhere selfishly, obviously, because I need these get these guys working with Arteta and they need to be formulating some style of play because at the moment it's looking disgusting. Um, and I think a lot of fans don't even realise it until we're playing them. Like, I think a lot of City fans or a lot of United fans or Liverpool fans probably watched that game at lunchtime and was like, God damn, what happened? what's happened to Arsenal? Because they're not watching us week in, week out. Whereas all us fans are watching us week in, week out and we're seeing this mess and we're seeing it spill out publicly in social medias. We're seeing Edu not managing himself correctly in the public eye and we're seeing Arteta giving um, press conferences but lacking any kind of conviction that we can root behind and believe in now because it just sounds like just noise and the moment a manager comes and speaks now and and I'm not even fussed to listen to what you got to say which I think we're in with a lot of fans at the moment with Arteta, then it's trouble because if if the fans don't even care what's coming out of your mouth now because they know it's garbage, then what's the point? What's the point, man? It's only a matter of weeks before you pack up. And I think with the cameras gone behind the scenes, we're obviously in the forefront of a lot of fans. Every time a, re- a bad result happens, a lot of fans are quick to jump on the on the bants and all that kind of stuff. And look, I get it. I was the same with Tottenham when they were doing it. So totally get it. But I think this board might be pressured to to act now because there are these cameras behind the scenes. It might be like, okay, we need to be seen to be more proactive than what we are because we need to give this impression to the fans when this Amazon documentary comes out. And look, it's all, it's all speculation, obviously, but I don't see much happening from behind the scenes, man. And and this is what's frustrating all the fans, man. So, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to go too deep into the analysis of the game because we all saw it. You saw it. I saw it. It was bad, man. It was dreadful. Um, It was one of those things where you just literally, you're watching it and just thinking, just end, please. Just just end now because I can't take it. Another rundown in Manchester. Like, how many more times Arsenal going to be whipped like this in Manchester? Nah, man. This is what we sacrifice so much for, you know. Leaving Highbury, selling certain players that we all loved, not getting certain players back when we put it in the contract, we could get them back. Like, this is supposed to be the promised land. And... It's almost like we've just reached the other side of the peak and we look down and we're like, oh, sugar. Our grass is is mud. This is this is trash we're in right now. Top trash. Boy, just all the supporters, all the fans, just keep your heads up, man. Go and take a break. Enjoy your international. I mean, 
from the back from after this game done, I was just thankful that it was carnival weekend. I ain't obviously gone to carnival, lockdown and whatnot, but I'm just thankful that I got family and friends. I can just bang out some music, chill out, relax, clear the head. Like I said, it took me a good couple of days just to sit down before I could even switch the camera on because boy, I needed just I just needed a, a re a re uh, collaboration and fix up because now nah, the Arsenal stench was just it's too much that was too much too much pants too much stress so you guys you do the same get your head right enjoy the week that we're not playing no football and let's hope that by the time these guys come back off international break we can just start our season score a goal score a goal please <laughs> keep a clean sheet get this goal difference from minus nine up because what <laughs> Arsenal minus nine what one man this is nuts bottom of the league and Tottenham are top of the table sue it out lads sue it out because we can't go through another one like that ever well I'm saying ever we know it's coming we know when we got Liverpool and and United, it's going to be all the bands is going to be back there. But come on, guys, just please give us something. Give us something to shout about. Score some goals. At least score some goals. <laughs> we ain't seen a goal. Shoot, shoot on sight and score some goals. That should just be, that should just be all the banners. Everyone just should be singing, score a goal. Because if we're still reported to be Charting opposition's goals, which we wasn't, but man, eventually I think it might get down to that stage. If we need to score a goal, Norwich, let's just batter them, absolutely put them in a spliff and batter them, finish them, and let's get the season started because we all need to move on, man. And that's it. I'm not going to go too much into anything else. Like I said, I'm Silent Noise. You can follow me on all the socials or you can go and support the channel and follow us at 49 Undefeated. All right. Enough love. Peace, man. Take it easy. One. <laughs>